Welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So we lied. We said that was going to be like the last episode of the season. But obviously we couldn't just check out without having Ubi's opinion on the matter. <laughs> so in that case... I'm going to introduce Aiden. I'm going to introduce Ubi. I'm going to introduce um, Olu, actually. So, hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, everyone. It's good for me to be back. I missed everyone and miss doing this, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's been ages, bro. Like, ever, ever since the Wolves game, ever since episode 16. Oh, yeah, and, true. Yeah. And um, Olu is making his uh, debut today. So, hey, bro. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, thank you for bringing me, you know, to your um, to your platform. I'm pretty excited, and I hope I can add great value to you know, great value to the content context as well. Cheers, bro. And Aiden, it's been a minute, man, since episode 18, I think. Yeah, buddy, it's been a it's been a minute, but we're back. Yeah, happy birthday as well, because I know you went thank to Barcelona you. and all that. I'm sure you had fun. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> it's been a busy month. It's been a good month. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So I hope everyone is good. I mean, we're going to start with the awards show, I guess, before we go into the season review. Part two, I guess. Wow, wow, wow. So what a season has been, yeah? Yeah, it's a, it's a very, um, you know, for me, um, we did start the season pretty good. Um, you know, we had a bit of turbulence with injuries, COVID, and, you know, ownership of the club as well. But I think fair enough, you know, Finishing behind, you know, the two best clubs in the in the league, I would say it was was pretty decent. Realist, if I was to be realistic, um, but right now it's a little bit complicated now with our team. So, well, I'm excited. You know, new ownership, and um, you know, we can start afresh on a clean slate. Um, look to build, and um, you know, look to compete next season. Ubi, how are you feeling? Season is over. I feel happy. I feel like a load is taken off my back. But <laughs> are you feeling yeah? Same here. Of course, I'm happy the season is over. Uh, we finished third, which is an improvement of last season and even two seasons ago. If you can recall, we finished fourth with Tuchel and Lampard. Mm-hmm. Uh, 74 points, which is really far away from Liverpool and Man City. So there's obviously a big gap between the 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 upper teams, let's call them, the champions yeah. city and Liverpool themselves. But I'm really sure, I'm hopeful that we can close the gap if we do the correct uh, changing for next season in the squad, maybe mentality shift, etc. I mean, we may talk about it later, but that's just my over, overall uh, overview of the season, let's say. Like, it's good. I'm happy we finished third. But I still believe that we do have a big gap to, to bridge, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Aiden, how are you feeling? I mean, crazy end to the season. Title race, relegation battle. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with Orby, really. Um, I think, obviously, we started well, top of the league at Christmas, I think, and then had a few injuries, I think. That's one thing a lot of people have forgotten in the midst of everything that's gone on is we, we've had some really key injuries this season to Kovacic, to Kante not playing a long time, um, to Chilwell and James, obviously, at the wrong times as well. But yeah. yeah, I mean, all in all, two trophies. We complete the set. We've won everything there is to win in football now. Um, I am disappointed with how we finished the season. I think we stumbled over the line. 
Um, and I think that we should have really finished stronger. Uh, but yeah, I think if we'd added the FA Cup or Carabao Cup, it, it would have been a great season. But, you know, fine margins and penalty shootouts didn't go our way. But yeah, we move. I'm excited for the summer. Excited to see what additions we make to the squad and um, excited that we've still got Tuchel as, as the coach. Yeah, true. On that note, let me make let me introduce let me introduce Tori. Tori's in the house. She's off. She just came back from. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys watch basketball, but Celtics just beat um, Golden yes, State. Yes, sir. So. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of sad, but yeah, welcome, welcome, Tori. How you doing? Uh, you're just a hater, but <laughs> yeah. just Celtics hater. But somebody anyway. somebody has to do the job. Yeah. How you doing though? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Here, here to talk about the end of the season and maybe next season. Literally just started like reviewing okay, the cool. season as a whole because we haven't really had your season review per se. Yeah. Oh, so what I think of the season as a whole? Yeah. You know, okay, well, I think it wasn't as bad as people made it seem. Like, especially in hindsight, mm-hmm. when you deep that we made way more money than Liverpool. And they had a double. So I think it was actually fine. Like, when you see all of the turbulent things that were going on off the pitch, those kind of things are things that could easily mess up a team. But we were strong in the moments that we needed to be strong. You know, sometimes our strength wasn't enough, like in Madrid. And, but we did try in some areas and i feel like that foundation is really good to build on for next season so honestly i think it was like a good seven over ten six over ten yeah Fair enough. <laughs> i don't know i'm an optimist yeah so yeah <laughs> i'll take that yeah hey guys let's move let's move forward let's talk about the awards end of season awards so ubi aiden what do you guys think was your most improved player yeah okay um to be honest with you i think for me personally even though he didn't play as much as i'd hoped i'd have to say reach james um i think he was already at a very good level and i think he just really cemented himself as one of the best right backs in the world this season i think a lot of chelsea fans knew about reese james going into the season and his qualities but i think now the whole world's taken note against real madrid um, big performances in the, in the Champions League and the Premier League and the Cup competitions. For me, maybe he's not improved that much in terms of his quality because he's already at a very high level. But I think in terms of status, I think in terms of you know the aura around a player, I think for me, Reese James has taken his his stock to the next level. So uh, yeah, for me, it's got to be Reese James in my opinion. But Kai Havertz a close second. He's had a good season. That's a good shot. But yeah. Definitely reach James for me. That's a good shout. Yeah, I do agree, actually. Um, well, mine is actually Timo Werner. Uh, he's really improved in my sight because he went from, you know, not being able to pass the ball, dribble, even run, to actually running, being able to score a hat-trick. I think it was against Southampton. I'm talking about the the last quarter of the season, let's say. He's really improved a lot. Even against Madrid, he was good. Um, to me, it has to be, yeah, Werner. Uh, he deserves it, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Sorry, guys, technical difficulty, I guess. It happens. I have direct orders from the main man, Tommy, to take over because he's having some internet issues. So, yeah, as I said, my most improved player is Tim Werner. 
All right. So I'm going to move to you, Olu. Uh, if you may tell me your most uh, improved player and why. Okay. Great question. Um, for me, um, I actually have two players. Um, but due to the impact of the overall season, I will stick to, um, you know, um, Rudiger. You know, Rich James was also there. I think he did improve. Mm-hmm. He got quality. Um, but for me, Rudiger, for me, I was exceptional. You know, you can say the leadership quality from Rudiger coming in from the previous season. Um, and that's more reason why, for me, Rudiger is going to be a massive loss for Chelsea going forward. Um, you know, Rudiger gave that, you know, leadership quality. He brought the fights in him. He brought the typical Chelsea, you know, uh, attitude, you know, back in the days of Balak, mm-hmm. Terry, you know, Cavalli. So for me, he did improve on his quality and I did enjoy his partnership with Thiago Silva. Um, I know sometimes, you know, we did concert a couple of goals and I think that was due to the, uh, you know, lack of strength in the midfield from a defensive point of view. So for me, Rudiger has to be the most improved player considering his form, you know, previous mm-hmm. year. So for me, it has to be Rudiger, yeah. Yeah, really, really good point. I mean, I do agree with you. We honestly missed that. He reminds me of uh, Ricardo Carvalho, you know, in his prime, of course. He's really aggressive in a in a good way, you know, on the ball and off the ball even. He's also a funny lad. He, he's yeah. just really quality. We we lost an, a, like an amazing person. He's also a fan's favorite, you know. True. Cult hero, in my opinion, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to move to Tori right now. Uh, if you may tell us uh, as well your most improved uh, player and why? Um, so my most improved player would probably be Kai Havertz <laughs> because I feel like he really showed himself this season a lot more than he did last season. Even though he's always been somebody that stepped up when we needed to, him to, he has constantly stepped up in the big moments this season, as we've seen. And he doesn't shy away from a challenge. You know, even simple things like when he first came to the Premier League, he wasn't physical enough. Everybody would be able to body him off the ball. But now he like holds his own. He's able to run past people, keep the ball, link up play really well. And his finishing has massively improved, even though it still has some way to go. But at the end of the day, he's like 21, 22. So we can only expect better things. So I feel like this season was a very good foundation for him to build on. So, yeah. True, true, true. I think he's he's been trying to improve his finishing game. Uh, he's obviously left-footed, but I think two or three of his goals in the Premier League uh, were on his right foot, which is a good sign yeah. because, you know, as a striker, you need to work on both feet to be unpredictable in front of a goal, right? Yeah, totally. But obviously, there are honorable mentions as well, but I give it to Havertz. Yeah, understandable, understandable. Okay, so um, we're joined actually by Lydia. She just joined the chat. So, hey, Lydia, say hi to everyone. And uh, if you may tell us as well, your most improved player this season and why. Good evening, guys. Sorry, sorry, I'm I'm late. My most improved player should be um, Rhys James. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So me, Rhys James, yeah. Rhys James is mine most improved there are other honorable mentions though but um james edges it for me because we we all know how bad our season went especially after chill's injury then james mm-hmm. was out for i think three months 
and it really affected our game because there's no um reliable backup so um his composure like his finishing everything has improved his play generally it got better from last season we we all know he's a good player we all know he had potential but this season improved his game and every every aspect of his game every aspect it's been very it's been a focal point like so for me james edges it for me yeah Okay, interesting. And you're definitely not the first one to pick him, which uh, speaks for itself. Like he's really improved, and it's good that most uh, Chelsea fan base see that improvement in him. Obviously, he came back from injury, and it's just not easy to to readapt yourself into the the physicality and the fast pace of the Premier League, which really proves that Rhys James is just world class i mean he, he was injured for quite a, a long time and he came back even better than before and this is just the beginning so imagine what he can be, what he can do like next season let's say when he's like fully fully Hopefully fit it just needs to be fit yeah let's hope so let's also hope now chilwell gets you know fit and brings back his top game we really need him right yeah going forward yes true okay well guys we're going to move to the next point Basically, I'm going to ask you about your um, unsung hero of the season. So like your underdog player of the season. Maybe Aiden, let's go back to you because, you know, you haven't talked in a while. So if you can tell us your unsung hero of the season and why. Yeah, tough, uh, tough category. It's a good question. I think there's a lot of candidates for that. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to have to pick the person that you picked for your, your most improved player, Obi. I think it's going to have to be Timo Werner for me. Interesting. He he didn't quite cut it for me this season to make kind of my most improved player, but as you mentioned previously in the last point, that he did pop up in the mo- in important games, and uh, he showed real glimpses of his quality that he showed in the Bundesliga. So I think, although he didn't really get a consistent run in the team as maybe some Chelsea fans had hoped, I do think he popped up in some really important games, you know, off the top mm-hmm. of our heads. I think Real Madrid, he played very well. Um, he played he played, played well in a lot of big games in the Premier League as well. Um, maybe not scoring and assisting goals, but, you know, like you mentioned, that kind of, um, he, he progressed the ball well. He seemed a little bit more confident taking it past his man. And yeah, I think his link-up play was a little bit better this season as well. So, I think uh, as far as unsung heroes go, I think it's uh, Timo Werner for me. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I do agree with you. You really brought good points. All right, so Olu, what about you? Your uh, unsung hero of the season and why? Yes, for me, which you got an unsung hero. Um, I was looking at Kai Havertz, you know, considering he came in to replace Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had a very good spell, I'm not going to lie. He did fade up eventually, but... I think he did very, you know, he did very good. And I don't think he got those credits and, um, for such a young lad. You know, he isn't a proven striker, but, you know, he did help us with a couple of goals. Very, I was very impressed with his goal against Newcastle. And, um, however, I think I'll have to stick with Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> Fair shout. Yeah, my reason for that is, you know, um, I, I just have to give to the coach, you know. I don't think we do understand, you know, the value of having him as our coach, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we did start the game. We did start the season pretty good. And um, we did fade out. Um, you know, we had crisis with the club management, ownership, injuries, you know, conflict with Lukaku. I like the way he did manage the whole situation 
from Lukaku to injuries, COVID, ownership. So for me, I had to give it to Thomas Tuchel. You know, he held the team. And with Thomas Tuchel, we, we, we can say we have something to build on. So for me, it has to be Thomas Tuchel. Well, really amazing point. That was, that was I, I, I wish I'd said that. Very good point, Oli. <laughs> I actually was about to say the same. Like, I mean, I haven't said mine yet, but now I'm going to reconsider probably because it's um, people don't talk about coaches a lot. They don't give them credit enough. Obviously, Tuchel won us two trophies that I think we never won ever, like as Chelsea Football Club. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you mentioned, although he really dealt well with the whole um like uh what do you call Price situations exactly like politically even he was good with journalists and whatnot his tactics as well i mean this is a different category here but also his tactics the way he adapts to different teams uh, he's not scared to try like three at the back of course and also four at the back if things are not working out putting uh, pos- uh players out of position like uh, Pulisic right wing back, uh, Ziyech also right wing back. I mean, that's a bit weird, right? Even Callum Hudson Odoi. Also, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Exactly, yeah. as a centre back, if you guys remember mm. that FA Cup game. I think the point about the man management from Oli was really, really key. He's, he's handled everything fantastically. So, yeah, really good point, Oli. And also, like, you know, you could tell, you know, the way he handled this Lukaku situation was excellent as well, you know. Yeah, he, he he didn't make the situation um affect the team in you know in a very negative way going forward. But you can see he, he easily eased Lukaku out of the team and introduced Lukaku. So for me, I think I like that. Mm. Speaking facts, mm. man. Speaking facts. Yeah, really golden facts. Honestly. <laughs> All right, so Tori, you have a lot to to talk about right now after the golden facts of Mister Olu. <laughs> Tell us your um, unsung uh, hero of the season and why. <laughs> Good luck filling up the, those shoes, right? <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> it's a chill podcast. <laughs> I think an unsung hero. Well, I don't know. Someone I, I would, I don't know. I'd say the unsung hero definitely is Tuchel. Like, in terms of the fact that he's the reason why we didn't, you know combust after everything that happened this season so honestly all of the people that i still see some people on the tl that you know don't trust him or like want him gone or something like that and to me that's just crazy because yeah. we wouldn't have gotten this far without him so i definitely do not like the fact that some people are still disrespecting him but i also think a really like underrated person this season was kovacic I, I'm also a Kovacic stan, so maybe there's bias there. But for me, I've always said that Kovacic, anytime we, he doesn't play, we don't win. Simple and short. So, like, anytime he does play, he affects the game so well with the way that he's the only, like, midfielder that we have that I think efficiently links the defense and the attack together with his progressive passing. And mm. he carries the ball really, really well. Like, the ball is, like, glued to his feet. And he dribbles really well. And for me, I think that when he played, he affected the games really, really well. And obviously, his goal versus Liverpool was just... Mwah. Oh, yeah. It's, so... it's easily one of the best goals for Chelsea Football Club in the last Literally, decade. Literally. I'm so upset I didn't go to that game. But... It was amazing, and he honestly had a pretty good season. If he can just find a way to like not be 
as injured as often. I think that's the problem. All of our midfielders are somewhat injury prone. So we need to find a way to get around that. And if he can do that and keep himself fit, I honestly think that he's going to be like, he's going to be really, really, really big for us. <laughs> so, yeah. Tori, just a question on that. Do you think, I think it's sad that he's looked at as an unsung hero because I love Kovacic. Exactly. I think, I think it's so sad that people don't realise how good this man is because I wanted to say him as an unsung hero, but I think I think everyone in here can agree. Like the, the guy is a baller, like straight up baller. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't even think he should be an unsung hero. He should just be a hero, a straight up I hero. I definitely agree with you, but I think it's more that people don't appreciate him as much as they should, which is why I, yeah, I sure. put him under that bracket because for me, he's top three most talented players on our team, definitely for me. So sure. I think he definitely needs to be getting some more props. I just wish he got them already, you know, because yeah. he deserves them. Um, so with regarding Kovacic, uh, there's a reason why he was our best player in the previous season. You know, man's got great quality. I, you know, he brings confidence to the team when he's playing. And I love the way he glides with the ball. You know, I just wish he could make more forward passes. You know, Kovacic for me has to be one of my favorite Chelsea players in this team. And um, yeah, well said, Onsangiro. I agree. I do agree. True. I mean, Olu, to be fair to your point, in my opinion, what makes Kovacic not the best, like he needs to improve his game, is his finishing. Okay, minus the goal against Liverpool. Otherwise, his finishing is not the best, to be honest. Like he always uh, shoots the ball, usually from outside the box, and it, it just goes really high up. And, you know, he has to improve that to be like a complete, well rounded midfielder, in my opinion. But his passes are actually good. I, I remember in the beginning of the season, he gave a long pass to Lukaku. And funnily enough, Lukaku scored that goal. It was a really, like, from the middle of the pitch. Aston Villa, if I'm correct, I'm not sure. But you're right, you know, for a midfielder, I think um, Kovacic needs to improve with his shooting quality. He, he lacks that, you know, accuracy, which you got in shoot, shooting mm-hmm. the ball. He could do better, you know, uh, honestly. True. Uh, I wish he could shoot the ball better. It makes him more complete. And um, yeah. Yeah, maybe perhaps some training drills will fix yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, something that's something all of our players need to work on. Like, Yeah, especially our strikers. <laughs> Let's yeah. not get into that because that's a whole topic by itself, you know. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to say now my, my own unsung hero of the season. This is going to be controversial, but... I'm just trying to be creative. Like, of course, it would be one of what you guys said. I agree with the Tuchel one. It's really an obvious one. But I'm going to say Jorginho. Because, okay, he missed a lot of penalties. He's been really predictable. His physicality is not the best. He gets bullied off the ball. All right, I get that. I'm not saying he's the best uh, Ballon d'Or contender in the world or something. No. I'm just saying he's the underdog because... He's the reason why he connects the defense to the attack. And he actually provides good service in general. I'm even uh, remembering his days with uh, like Sari and Lampard and whatnot. Uh, remember when he, he gave that one-touch ball, it was a long pass to Tammy Abraham against Watford when we won a, like a 1-0 or 2-0 or something. Uh, it was the mid-season. I don't know if it was last season or when Lampard was there. But like he, he, he really gave that amazing pass it, it was like a, a sesk fabregas-esque kind of pass you know he he has it in his locker i do agree he needs to work on it better 
this is why he's the underdog hero for me because of course he's not as good as of a hero to Chelsea Football Club but also he's not as bad as people picture him to be so this is why he's my unsung hero of the season I don't I don't know if you guys agree or disagree or see my point I do remember the goal you're talking about that's a couple of seasons under Lampard mm-hmm. he does possess that quality to make that you know forward pass but my problem with Jorginho, he makes too many sideways passes. And I agree with you. There are times where, you know, he came on board, showed his leadership quality, and um, did that impact the team. Yes, you can say unsung hero. I do agree to an extent, but fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in the end, this is opinion based and it can be anything. Okay, then we'll move to you, Lydia. Last but not least, um, your play- uh, unsung hero of the season and why? Okay, um, this is um, kind of controversial though, but my, my unsung hero is Kepa Ariza Balaga. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I'm really shocked right now. Yeah, um, you know, mind if I touch, you know, I could touch some points which you got in our opinion. I can see where she's coming from. Um, but like I, why? Yeah, so Kepa didn't play so much, but if you do remember in the, league, in the Cups, he was magnificent. He had a couple of, you know, penalty saves. He will, he literally took us to the final. You know, I do understand he had a terrible end of the of the match. He lost the penalty shootout, but I think Kepa did very well in the league in the league cup. So I think I do understand where she's mm. coming from. I mean, that makes a good point. So I said Kepa is my unsung hero of the season for some reason. We we all know he, he didn't start a lot of games. He didn't. I think he started 13 games or so. I don't know. Um, I think he started 13, yes. And I I saw a stat where out of those 13 games he started, it was voted a man of the match six times. That's quite unusual. That's one. Two, mm-hmm. when, when Mendy left for AFCON, he, he stepped up. What's it called? Club World Cup. It was really solid, mm-hmm. and because of him, we won. Yeah, yeah. So for me, Kepa, even though like everyone is trying to like overlooking him and stuff, for me, the song hero. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair point, Lydia. Okay, guys. Uh, let's move on to the next category. Um, it, this time it will be actually your player of the season. Uh, we're gonna start with Aiden. If you may tell us your player of the season and why. Of course, absolutely. This one's very easy and it won't take me very long to explain why. Mason Mount. <laughs> Fair point, right, right off the bat. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying, Mason Mount. He gets so much disrespect. He bleeds Chelsea. He's Chelsea through and through. The man's an absolute diamond. That's why he's my player of the season. Mic drop. Fair point. Really nice. <laughs> Good thing you said, man. It's actually uh, my personal player of the season as well. He got, I think, uh, 20, 21 goals and assists. I think it was 11 goals, 10 assists, so double figures. Uh, he's been improving. If you look at his stats for like last season and even two seasons ago, he's always improving. So these stats, I mean, speak for themselves, right? Like... He's our academy player. I, I still remember when he came with Lampard when he used to play for Derby County. 
And then he came to Chelsea. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, Mason Mount is the next Lampard. And honestly, I can see this coming right now. His attacking game is good. He's, he's, defensively, he's actually all right as well. His defensive work rate is really good. I think the problem with the comparison between Frank Lampard and Mason Mount is the Premier League in terms of its football, just general football, is so much different to when Lampard played. Um, it's all about the press these days, right? You defend from yeah. the front. And I think what what Mason Mount does in terms of the pressing is 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 his kind of defensive attributes, is that press. He leads from the front. Whereas um, I think Lampard was a little bit more box-to-box. He'd be defending his own goal from a corner and then he'd be arriving late in the box to score a goal. I don't think the comparison quite matches in terms of their style of play. But I think, mm. yeah, I think in terms of kind of the the status... I believe Mason Mount will have at the end of his Chelsea career. I think it will be right up there with with the likes of Frank Lampard. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I guess people uh, compare him because both are like midfielders, although, as you mentioned, different roles in the midfield, and both are English, I guess. Um, Lampard did not come from the academy, although, but uh, Mount did. So, Mm. you know, I guess that's why people are hyping him up, you know. Like I understand the comparison, but I agree with you. Like it's not a direct one to one, Mount yeah. and Lampard. Do you know what the English press, the English media, and the, the fans of the Premier League love to compare every player they possibly can? I'm just I'm very much in the mindset. Look, let's just let them ball out. Let's not compare. Let's just let them ball out, and and we'll see what happens at the end of their career. Um, so yeah, I understand the comparisons. It's the expectations that make, you know, like hinder uh, players' development, in my opinion, in general speaking. It's, it's always unrealistic. Uh, such I heard um, Callum hudson for example, people are having a lot of expectations lately because he's been, he's not having his holiday nowadays. He's actually training, getting his fitness back and whatnot. Some people even said that, oh, he's going to be the next Vinicius Jr. Like, come on, just <laughs> lower your expectations mm. and... You know what I mean? Like, it's just unrealistic in my opinion. Uh, that's what I For think. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think we should allow these young players to develop their own path and not say, right, he's got to be the next Frank Lampard. He doesn't have to be the next Frank Lampard. Who Exactly. Who, who's saying this? Like, I don't understand it. Let them make their own path and uh, he can be the next Mason Mount. I don't I don't really care if he's the next Frank Lampard, in my opinion. Let him be, the, let him be Mason Mount. That, that's what I'd say. Well said. He should be himself and that's it. As long as he scores goals and provides assists, that's what we should care about as Chelsea fans, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. All right. So, Olu, uh, we're going to move to you right now. If you may tell us your play of the season and why. Yeah. Um, I'll start off by saying um, I think Mason Mato had a very good season with regarding his outputs, which got in goals and assists, but which you got in performance. You know, there were, to be honest, there were times where Macy Mount, you know, was in and out of the of the team. Um we gotta be realistic. Fantastic with goal and assists, but there are times where, you know, he didn't stand out for me. Um he has to go for he has to go with Rich James for me. You know, you could tell when James was playing. The goals, the contribution, you know, the quality, you know, I think for me, Rich James has to be Rich James has to be the player of the season, regardless of his injury. I think you see anytime he plays, you know, we have a better chance of winning mm-hmm. the game. So for me, it has to be Rich James. I'm not trying to 
the credits for Mason Mount. I think he had a very great season as well for a player of his age. You know, there's more to come for him going to next season. He had a very good output, but with regard to performance for some games, you know, he, he didn't stand out for me. And not just because of the finals, no. I don't want to use that against him, but in other in games where I felt he could control the game better, mm -hmm. he didn't stand out. So for me, Rich James has to, he has to be Rich James, you know. Rich James, you can see, you know, look, look, look at the match he played against Real Madrid, and, you know, that kind of brought more hype on him. You know, a lot of clubs were like, who's this guy? You know, they're really interested in signing yeah. For me, Riz James has to be the call. He has to be the player of the season. You know? Adding to your last point of the Real Madrid match, a lot of people said uh, Riz James pretty much pocketed Vinicius Jr. in comparison to like uh, Trent in the final against Liverpool, where Trent barely did something against Vinicius. Yeah. I do agree. But, but, you know, that's just one match. I don't want to use just one match to, to you know. Yeah, of course, of course. But like this one match really like shows what Reese James is. Like oh. his pace, his physicality, even his dribbling. Like if if you remember our, I think it was first goal, wasn't it a header? Like Kai Havertz header. I'm talking about the second game against Madrid, Chelsea Madrid. Uh, yeah, it was like Reese James dribbled past Vinicius, laid off to the ball to uh, Jorginho, and then Jorginho passed it to I think Havertz, and then Havertz scored a header, if I'm not mistaken. So. The butterfly points, you can see the couple of games where Ruiz James had to play in midfield, he had to play in the left back. What does that tell you? You know, yeah, his, his versatility, versatile, and the, conf the, the confidence. And the, the coach does trust him, you know, that tells you a True. lot. You know, when there are times where players' heads were dropped, Ruiz James was always high. You know, I, I gotta give it to Ruiz, man. Ruiz James for me, man, I play out the season, no doubt. Fair point. He's even the second uh, best assist provider after Mount this season. So right back, you know. Yeah, for right back, it's amazing. It's really you amazing. Know, incredible, you know. Incredible. True. True. All right. Well, we're gonna move to Tori right now. Uh, Tori, your player of the season, uh, and why? Hmm. Another tricky one because I feel like they're possible. A lot of people you could give it to. But yeah. for me, it just has to be Thiago Silva. Like, if we're talking about somebody that had, like, consistent performances from the beginning right till the end, then it's Thiago Silva. Because he was always rock solid. And another thing is the leadership that he brings to this team. Like, you just feel so much confidence having him on your team. And he played amazing this season. He really spurred our team on in Madrid. And... Like, he's had so many great performances. Obviously, there are other people, but I feel like he should have even won it over Mount, in my opinion. But, mm. yeah. But Mount had a great season, too. So, yeah. I wouldn't give it to anyone else just because, like, for instance, I heard you guys talking about Reese James, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't give it to him just because he didn't play a lot of this season. So I feel like you have to also take into account who was actually present. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, adding to your to your point about Thiago Silva, he actually had the most passes for us this season. Yeah, two thousand six hundred and twenty-two passes. That's amazing. Yeah, for like a center back. You know, I noticed that that's the way Tuchel uses the middle center back is basically as a passing outlet. 
So like 100%. the person literally just kind of moves really forward high up into like midfield just to be make, able to make those passes. And I feel like that's a very smart way of creating that extra man in the midfield without actually having to put on a midfielder. So True. It's we also saw the same mentality when he played uh Loftus Cheek as a center center back, yeah. like a central center back. Even funny enough, Loftusik made that long ball to I think it was Werner or Lukaku. I'm not sure one of them that scored against in the FA Cup when he actually yeah, played well, as was, a centre back. Was, I think it was Lukaku. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So this shows. So agreeing with you here that Tuchel really likes to use the central centre back to like progress the the ball forward, make those yeah. uh, long passes. We we always see those passes uh, from Thiago Silva especially. Um, he, even when he messes up the pass, he, you see him like cringing about it. More like, oh, what did I do? What have I done? You know, like, which really <laughs> shows his passion, his experience, his ability, and whatnot. It's just yeah. amazing. And I just feel like he's been here for such a short period of time, but he feels like a true blue. His family yeah. love it here. He loves the club. He's always he's always backing us and on and off the pitch. He's always wearing Chelsea gear at home. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just he's seems a true blue. Like, but I really love that. True, he he's the Brazilian John Terry, if that makes sense. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, all of you guys made really amazing points, and right now we're gonna move on to the next point. Uh, that will be signing of the season. Now, for this point, obviously, we just signed Lukaku and uh, Saul. And I understand if you don't want to pick <laughs> neither of those. So to make it fair, let's just go back maximum one season. So like it can be this season and last season. Let's let's say Thiago Silva can be included to give you a hint. <laughs> so um, Aiden, let's start with you as always. If you may tell us your signing of the season. Yeah, of course. I think uh, very easy again. Um, I think we've made a few signs thinking about the long term and I don't think they've necessarily come to fruition yet, like your Kai Havertz, etc. But yeah, for me, again, very easy. It's uh, it's Thiago Silva. I'm glad you let me include that one because otherwise I was uh, I was a little bit short for answers. But yeah. Uh, Understandable. It, it, has to be Thiago Silva, like um, like Tori just mentioned, and and yourself, Obi. He's um, he's slid straight into the team. It seems like he's been there for years. Um, he, you know, like like Tori said, he loves um playing for Chelsea. He loves living in the UK. I love that his family get involved on Instagram, and and they seem very very committed to the cause. And that's the most important thing for me when a new signing comes in is are they committed to the Chelsea cause? And Thiago Silva ticks all the boxes. So, yeah, it's, it's got to be Thiago Silva for me. Really, really fair point. Um, I don't see anything wrong about it. And honestly, we just needed that presence in the in the defence. And I obviously think that Thiago Silva has been really consistent. A man of his age, he's like 37, 38 years old, playing in the most physical uh, league in the world, arguably. Just providing assists left, right, and center, even scoring some goals here and there, celebrating them as if he's been playing for us for like 10 seasons. He's like a Carlos Puyol of Barcelona, if that makes sense. You know, you feel this this presence in the back, you know. For so, he's not the tallest. I mean, he's a tall man, but for a defender, he's not the he's not like your six foot five 
defenders, right? But still, he has this aerial presence. He wins a lot of uh, aerial duels. He scores headers and whatnot. He's just amazing. I do agree with you, Aiden. You made a fair point. I think I think it just is a credit to his professionalism and um, throughout his whole career, he's been such a uh, a stellar professional um, within the industry of, of, of football. And I think you know whatever team he plays at, whether it's Fulham, whether it's Chelsea, whether it's whatever, it doesn't matter. He's always going to bring that level of professionalism, and I think that's just it's a credit to Thiago Silva. He's going to go down as one of the best centre backs ever. And um, yeah, I'm just super happy he's at our club. And by the way, he's he's lying about his age, man. He's not 37. This man is 25. He's only getting better. So uh, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be Thiago Silva. The man is an absolute legend. He's one of the most likable players in football, in my opinion, as well. Agreed. He's like fine wine, right? Like he ages more, <laughs> and he just he's better. You know, yeah, man. with age, honestly. Yeah. Totally agree, man. He's uh, he's an he's an absolute credit. I'm so happy he's at the club. Same here, honestly. Okay, well, Olu, what about you? Uh, your signing of the season and why? And you know what? To make it more fun, you can even go back four seasons ago. It's fine. Like, I'm, 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 we're not going to make it as strict as people may yeah, think it is. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go back to two seasons. Um, for me, um, I had two options. It was either between Thiago Sior mm-hmm. and Mendy. Oh, true. Edward Mendy. Um, I I absolutely understand, you know, um, you know, uh, and Thiago Silva's impact, you know, his quality, leadership style, um, brought stability to our team. You know, I absolutely appreciate that. But got to give to Mendy. You know, Mendy came in in a time where we had uh, instability, you know, which got in a goalkeeping option. You know, mm-hmm. he came in at a time where Kepo was... We had a mediocre situation with our goalkeeping, you know, department. So for me, it came in as a very, uh, you know, very affordable price. Um, it came into the league and he did adapt easily. And um, you can see he had a very good start, which he got in records in the Champions League, in the league as well. And um, I think it was robbed as well, which he got in the award. You know, award was given to Dolaruma. I didn't understand what that was. Um, yeah. He has to be Edward Mendy, you know. He brought that stability to the team. And I still understand Edward Mendy kind of like, you know, he's dropped a little bit, you know, confidence. But I'm just talking based on the season he, he came into the league. It was it was outstanding, you know. You know, you can see a lot of fans were rating him high, comparing Mendy with, you know, the best goalkeepers in the world. That tells you the quality, you know, he brought to our team. So for me, he has to, he has to be Edward Mendy. Really, really good point. And to comment about what you said, the I think it was called Leviashin's Award, like Glove or whatever, the for the best goalkeeper of the year. It's just a joke that Donnarumma took it just because he's won the Euros with Italy, and then yeah. he's been awful with PSG. I mean, you yeah. saw his awful per- performances oh, against yeah, Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. it's it's just yeah. an utter joke that Mendy didn't get the the award. And yeah, it's a good point, man. Like. We need. We were in desperate need for like a good uh, goalkeeper, you know. Yeah. And then Mendy showed up, even though he came from Rennes. And uh, before that, he was basically like a factory worker or something. Like he wasn't even a professional footballer. That's what I'm saying. And he still got that presence in goal. Yeah, you could see his stats as well. You know, he, I, I'm not sure, but he had a very fantastic stats for a goalkeeper. 
And um, for me, you got to give it to him. Like, you know, right? You know, this last season, I, I think you need to go watch the match against, was it Brentford? You know, he had magnificent yeah. saves. Exactly. When they made the bicycle kick and then he saved it. I do remember that. You know, that was incredible. Like, you know, I got to give it to him. Like, you know, a lot of people don't give him that much credit because, you know, he's done so good. So I got to give it to him. He's been our best signing, considering the amounts. And mm -hmm. also, you know, he's 29, going to be 30. So, you know, still there. And um, yeah. Okay, fair point. We're going to move to our next point, guys, which is going to be uh, goal of the season. And just to give you a hint, it can be not just in the Premier League, it can be like Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever you want, as long as it's in the 2021-2022 season. Uh, as always, Aiden, we'll start with you. So if you may tell us your goal of the season and why. Yeah, of course. Um, so for me, oh, it's a tough one. There's two. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Kovacic goal against Liverpool. Um I'm sorry, Tori, I don't want to rub it in, but I was at that game and that was one of the craziest <laughs> atmospheres I've ever experienced at a football match. Um, I really oh, wish I was there. Bro, it was, it was, it was so good. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, and I had, personally, I, I had a great view of the goal. I was uh, in the Matthew Harding kind of bottom left of the, bottom left of the stadium and I was kind of like right behind it. Um, not not like right behind it isn't like on the pitch, but I had a view from like behind Kovacic yeah. and like, it just, it, it was just special, man. That's, that's my goal of the season. It's gotta be. Wow. I can only imagine, honestly, the atmosphere there, the, the, the crowd going crazy. It was at Stamford Bridge, right? Yeah. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Exactly. Like it's in our fortress and I don't know. Honestly, mate, when that, when that Pulisic goal went in, that's the loudest I've, I've ever heard Stamford Bridge when we equalized but yeah that that it was such a sick game uh, honorable mention to the um to the goal um against Juventus i believe it was Callum Hudson Odoi where kind of everyone kind of linked up and uh Ruben Loftus-Cheek had a kind of a bit of silky skill and a silky feet in the box oh yeah was it against Juventus yeah 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 i do remember that it was also a really good goal true yeah. so yeah mine's uh, mine's a Kovacic volley Okay, fair enough. Uh, Olu, what about you? Um, your goal of the season and why? Yeah, I I would say for me, it has to. I got to. I got to. You know, goal of the season. Um, Kai Havertz against Newcastle. Pure class, fantastic oh, goal. Yeah. You know, I love the quality, the way he took. The, you know, the way he took the ball and um, scored the goal as well. For me, it was great. I I was really impressed. Um, I gotta give the COVID. You know, I gotta give Kovacic. You know, my one of my favorite players, and um, you know, the magnitude of the game as well. You know, mm. I has to be Kovacic. You know, the technique, great. Yeah, great. his dribbling is like almost prime Messi esque. <laughs> yeah, controversial, but you know, for me, the goal has to be um, you know, Kovacic. Beautiful goal. You know, I think he, the goal was part of the goal of the. Goal of the season, you know, in the league as well. So yeah, it has to be Kovacic. Yeah, true. It was actually Chelsea's goal of the season. He won the award, I think, for Kovacic's goal. Yeah. Okay, fair point. Uh, so Tori, um, your uh, goal of the season and why? Um. So my goal of the season, well, since the Liverpool ones have been said, because they were crazy. 
um, was actually it would actually be Reese James against Juventus at home. I was oh, at yeah. that match, and that was literally the peak of our season. Like, I feel like that goal represented the peak of our season. Like, this just the way he sliced it into the goal was just crazy, and everyone was going crazy. And it was such a good <laughs> vibe, and yeah, the goal was amazing. Obviously, Reese James did his regular godlike shit, so. I loved it. That control with his chest and feet was just phenomenal in that game. Honestly. And in general, like when he comes from the right side and just, he even scored like a similar goal against Burnley, the 4 0 against Burnley, I think. When he like tricked the defenders yeah. into, you know what he I mean? He scored that exact same goal like three times this season. Yeah. This shows you how important and like dangerous of a player he is. And let's remember, he's just a right back. He's not even like yeah. a striker or like a number 10. His so finishing is amazing. He has better finishing than a lot of strikers in this league. <laughs> I really agree with you. Like his finishing is just amazing. I think he used to be uh, a striker. I saw like an interview for him on Chelsea uh, Football Club channel on YouTube. And he said that he started his career as like a striker or something like that. But then he moved to like CDM and then eventually he was a right back. Mm, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Just It shows from his finishing for, for a, like a defender. Even as you said right now, uh, his finishing is better than a lot of strikers, even in the Premier League. So that's just crazy. How mad is it that our two best finishers are wingbacks? True. Literally, which is why our collapse coincided with them getting injured. Exactly, exactly. We should have just played Alonso up front, I reckon, on with Tommy. I know he's uh, calling for Alonso <laughs> I up front. honestly feel like Alonso was born to be a striker. I don't know yeah. the youth yeah. coach that put him as le at left back. He honestly yeah. robbed us of one of the greatest strikers. For sure. He's, like a, he's pretty much like Giroud, basically. Left-footed, slow, but clinical. Could have been our next route. We actually discussed this in previous episodes with Tommy and the, and the guys. Like we were pushing the agenda to make Tuchel try um, Alonso up top. We even thought actually he's gonna try him in the Watford game in the last game of the season because you know we 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 don't need to win. Yeah. We, we didn't need even a draw. So like to try him up top, it would be crazy. But hey, it didn't happen unfortunately. We should put um we should put Lukaku at left back. He's got a very, he's a very technical player. You know, when it comes to technique, his left foots, you got to give it to him. You know, is, and that's why, you know, under Sari, sorry, under Conte, he had, you know, great seasons, caught a couple of free kicks. Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful goals. Like, you know, you got to give it to the man. His left foot is superb. Well, really agreed, guys, like, with every point you guys said. Well, Mine, uh, my signing of the season to finish this topic off would be actually Chilwell. Like, I know it's been a few seasons right now, but as I said, we can come back a few seasons, uh, you know, behind. And I think it's Chilwell because we haven't had a good... Okay, Alonso is good, but he's a better finisher than an, like a left back, let's say. His defensive uh, work rate is not the best and his pace is awful. So, like, Alonso is not good as a defender, but he's an amazing striker finisher whatever you want to you want to call it so chill for me uh is is the signing of the season because as i was saying um we haven't had like a good left back since basically ashley cole i'm not trying to say that um chill is like ashley cole he's not but 
He's also really good. I like that he drops into the the midfield. Like when he doesn't get serviced enough, he goes to the midfield and then drives the ball to the to the left flank, and he provides a lot of width. If you guys remember that goal against that was cancelled actually, unfortunately, against Leicester City in the what, was it FA Cup final, when he scored it in like the last second and we all celebrated, but then it was ruled out offside. It was I yeah. think it was Thiago Silva's pass. He's just like a beast attackingly and defensively as well this is why i think he's the signing of the season and also uh, adding to tory's uh, point that this is why our right right wing back left wing back when they got injured our season went just downhill because we honestly rely on on their width on their finishing on their passing even on their dribbling abilities and when those two were gone our team was going downhill, as I said, honestly. So this is why Chilwell is my personal uh, signing of the season. Yeah, for me, um, you know, fair point there. You can see that's why um, Chicago winning the Champions League was very instrumental. Um, he's got a couple of goals and, you know, he held that position. And yeah, you can say that, you know, for me, uh, he had a very good season the previous season, you know, prior to the injury. So yes. Uh, I think it was fifty million pounds, if I'm correct. Yes, somewhere in between. Yeah, he came. He came into the team. He didn't start initially, but it was a good signing for Chelsea. And man, is young. He's just twenty three, going to be twenty four. So for me, yes, I do. As I do agree. You know, I think he did outperform most of the signing we had that year. So for me, yes, I I I can stick that. So yeah. All right, fair points, man. Thanks for your comment. So, guys, we're going to move to the... It's not the last, it's second to last point. It's actually two points. I'm going to combine them together for sake of time. Uh, that will be moment of the season and game of the season. So you may pick any game of the season of 2021-2022 uh, and any moment of the season. So just because you picked game X doesn't mean you have to mention the same moment in that game. It can be a different moment and different game. So, if you guys have anything prepared, uh, Aiden, you may go first. So, I'd say, I'd say my moment of the season was the Pulisic equaliser at the Liverpool game because I almost passed out, uh, celebrated that hard. Um, I had to sit down for like five minutes after that because I was like dizzy. I was, I was seeing stars. Oh I was, my god! Yeah, I was, um, I was lit in that stadium. It was, it was, it was turned up. Um, but the game of the season, again, uh, similar to Tory, I was at the Juventus game, 4-0 at home. That was definitely the game of the season for me. Um, we obviously drew, I think we drew one all or lost 1-0 to them at the um, at, uh, at their stadium. Yeah, 1-0 it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was quite a disappointing performance. And to come back and just absolutely slap them at, at the bridge, 4-0, it was uh, magical. And to see... Uh, to see Delit in tatters, I, I don't rate him at all. Just to see him get exposed, it was beautiful. So yeah, four 0 and obviously all the Colburn boys scored as well. It was uh, it was Trevor's first Champions League goal, uh, and all the guys: Ruben Loftus Cheek, um, Callum Hudson Odoi, Reese James, Mason Mount. They're all brilliant that game. So yeah, moment of the season: Pulisic equaliser. Game of the season: Juventus four 0 at home. Fair point, fair point. Okay, um, Olu, what about you? Game of the season and moment of the season. Okay, so game of the season, 
Yeah, I want to stick with uh, the Liverpool's match, you know, coming from two goals down. Like, that was incredible. Um, Yeah, that has to be the goal of the match, of, sorry, game of the season. Hmm. Um, Moments. Um, I'll, I'll say there are two moments for me, you know, when we lost our fullbacks and um, the moment Lukaku came up with his interview, you know, that started, you know, that brought disharmony to our team. So for me, I don't know which to choose, you know. You know, having to have um, the left back, Ben, mm-hmm. and James Outs, you know, that, you know, you know that's kind of destroyed our season. You know, for me, uh, that, was a more, that was a big moment in our season. And um, Lukaku's interview as well. That was the beginning of the, the downfall of Charles' season. And again, also, I got one more. You know, the news about, you know, Roman's going to believe in the club, you know, that was a big moment as well. So I just can't leave that out. So I don't know which to choose. Uh, I think I get two points there, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, you really bring fair points, man. Once again, talking gold, Olu. <laughs> a really good addition to the podcast. I can say that. That's for sure. Thank you. I think an honourable mention is kind of ties in quite nicely with Olu's point as well, is when we got sanctioned, we went on like a five or six game winning streak and we were just we just looked unbelievable um with everything going on um the madness that was around Chelsea to just go on a five game winning streak after being completely sanctioned shut down as a football club everyone wrote us off and we just came back fighting so that that was a really nice moment as well true i do agree with you you really also brought a good point um aiden okay um tori you may tell us game of the season and moment of the season um, game for me would have to be Juventus because, like I said, that was just like the pinnacle of our season. Yeah. Everything just seemed to go downhill from there. That was like one of my favorite nights ever at the bridge. Fair point. The moment I was saying that, I feel like the moment would also be like the. I think someone else was talking about it about how we went on like a five game winning streak when the sanctions happened, and I feel like that was very important. Because we needed to look like there wasn't any kinks in our armor. So we needed to look really, really strong at that moment. And we did. So I feel like that in itself helped us for the rest of the season. So True. Well, I do agree with each and every one of you guys. My personal game and moment of the season would be similar to yours. The Juventus game. As he said, um, when like the Cobham Academy kind of got together, you know, providing passes, assists scoring etc even uh, Chaloba scored an amazing goal that day so this has to be game of the season moment of the season when uh, of course Abramovich announced that he's going to sell uh, Chelsea um, you know due to political reasons and whatnot that was a really heartbreaking moment to me personally at least because of course uh, he ended almost two decades of ownership that's literally filled with glory, success. We literally won every single trophy that is for us to win as Chelsea, domestically or internationally, of course. And this this achievement is not an easy one. Like not any random club can do that. We're like among the elite uh, clubs, you know, with uh, Madrid, I guess Bayern Munich, etc. Where even though, like, of course. Chelsea's old club-wise, like establishment and whatnot, but like in terms of being 
um, in the Premier League, the glory and stuff and whatnot. It's not that old, but still, it's not as new as Man City. You know, where before 2010, I think they were not relevant. So this shows that our club is fairly new, but still filled with success and glory, as I said. So yeah, th- those are my moments uh, of the season and game of the season. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally agree. I think uh, I think I maybe took moment as like a, a positive moment. Maybe I I didn't look at the moment of Abramovich leaving and, and announcing he was leaving the club and and uh, selling Chelsea. But yeah, it's a, obviously a big moment. Okay, fair point. <laughs> so what about right now? Moving away from positivity. Uh, let's say most disappointing slash underwhelming player of the season. I don't know if you guys have one. If you do, you may share your thoughts. Um, I got two players, you know. Um, for, yes, first, it has to be Lukaku. I do understand he scored 15 goals, but, you know, with expectation, yeah, it's season. And second, it has to be Saho. For me, man, was dreadful. <laughs> it was dreadful. Like, you know, I... I, I didn't have much positive things to say about Shaho. Um, you know, it was a terrible signing, you know, coming to Chelsea. Just didn't work. I would have preferred um, Gilmore staying rather than have Saho, you know. So for me, you know, that very um, underwhelming, you know, signing for Chelsea for Richard and Saho and for Richard and performance for Lukaku. Uh, that's, those are the two options I got for me. I think Saul was a really strange one because we missed out on Chouameni to sign Saul, and then we barely ever played him. It just didn't didn't make any sense. Yeah, we even got him the last second of the window. Yeah, man, we should have just let Man United get him and just made their season even worse. Because uh, honestly, yeah, he's just he, he was just dreadful. Like, and I know Tuchel said, um, "Oh, I've been wanting to sign him for years," and like. He's just not he's not a Premier League player. He really isn't. He just gets even in the cup games against like the, the lower league teams in the in the division and in, in the UK, he's just yeah. like bullied. Just he gets bullied and it's not he's not a Chelsea player. Like you like you say, you've got the Essie. Like we've got a very kind of stereotypical centre midfielder yeah. that we do often go for, like a a profile player. Like your Essians, like your Michael Ballacks, like your Decos, your Fabregases. Even John Oui Miguel. Yeah, exactly. Like he was just, just an awful, awful signing, and I'm so glad we've not activated the buy clause on him because it just be like we got Kovacic for forty million, and he's yeah, he's light years ahead of Saul. It's like a bargain. Yeah, it's just like a. It's, he's just dre- he's just so bad. And again, Lukaku, Lukaku as well, like. I don't even want to. I don't want to give Lukaku any airtime because he is a scumbag. I absolutely hate him. I don't. I've never hated a player as much as I hate Romelu Lukaku. He's a scumbag. He's a money-hungry grabbing boyhood club. My ass! Like the guy is a <laughs> fraud. He should be given away on a free. I don't care if we lose money. We've got a billionaire owner now. The man should never play football again. It's, he's an absolute fraud. Hate him. Despise him. He should be playing in the lowest league possible of football. The man is an absolute fraud. I hate him. Yeah, so with Chigarin Saho, I think the reason why we didn't play him so much, why it's so good to play you know, enough of him was not because um, you know, we didn't want to play him. He lacked the quality. 
you know, the pace yeah. was just too much for him. You know, it was too slow. His tempo was not just for the league, you know. He, and that's the reason why you see Atletico Madrid let him go. It wasn't because, um, you know, they wanted him to leave the club. He, was, he wasn't having a good spell, you know, prior to coming to Chelsea. He signed, he signed an eight-year contract at Atletico Madrid. He was on an eight-year contract. Who's giving that man an eight-year contract? It's basically to gain a lot of money off of him, I think. Chelsea, and he's he's earning, I think, two fifty to seventy. I'm not sure. You know, for 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 the crap he's giving us, that's just absurd. And yeah. what do you guys think about Barkley as well? You know, Barkley had a very good spell with Aston Villa. Oh man, Barkley is a big disappointment. Yeah, I remember back in November, I think, or October. When we had the one-one draw against Burnley, he missed like two sitters. That game was just a big disappointment for us. Yeah, yeah I remember, and uh, we 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 lost that game, didn't we? No, no, it was a one-one draw actually against. Oh Burnley. yeah, I'm thinking of Aston Villa on the last day. My bad. Yeah, no, it's a different one. But like that game showed how awful Barkley is. But to be fair, like there was some glimpse of hope. Obviously, he scored uh, against Watford, but also coming back to the game. When he came on of the bench, and then he provided an assist, and then we scored. I, I, just, I just think like we're we're clutching at straws when we're like going. Oh, he! I'm not saying you are uh, or be at all. I'm just saying in general, like we're we're finding like m- like one moment in the season. Like we we should be like we we should be signing players and having players in the squad that consistently produce moments. Barkley's had like three moments, and he's been in like four years. Like he's just—they're all—they're all leeches. They're—they're they're all leeches. Like drink water, Lukaku, Barkley, Sal, Bakayoko. <laughs> just Matt Bakayoko is. I just it just infuriates me. And all yeah. the good things Marina Granovskaya's done for the club, like she isn't—she isn't as good as everyone makes out she is. She's a very tough negotiator, which is great and whatever. She gets a lot of money for our youngsters. But we've sold our youngsters who are like uh, Gerhi and Tamori. They, so they, they had the highest percentage of uh, one ground jewels in Europe. Two centre-backs oh, wow. in Europe. They had like a 72% ground jewel success rate and a 73% ground jewel success rate. And we sold them for £20 million. Pounds. Wow. And we're just about to sign Kunde or whoever... For like eighty million, whatever it's going to be, eighty million euros. We, what for? What we've lost two of the best centre backs in Europe potentially. Moving forward, it's just everyone says Marina's like some world class negotiator. I don't care. Like, it's just a, it's just appalling. But someone that, the way Chelsea's run sometimes, it's just it just baffles me. Just baffles me. But yeah. Sorry, I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry now. But yeah. no, no, it's fine, man. It's fine. Like you do make fair points. Um, when I mentioned the Barkley point, obviously I was trying to. F- I'm not defending him. It's still awful and whatnot. But like I, no, I I'm like on your to... side. I'm on your side, man. I agree with you. But I think it's sad that we've got to like go. Oh, was it this game? Was it that game? Like it's just crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I do agree, man. It's it's just sad. Like it's what I've said. What I said to a lot of people on Twitter, like when they were hyping um, even someone like Usman Dembele or, as you said, Kunde, I'm not saying these players are not good. They're good, but they're expensive. Okay, minus Dembele because he's on free, but I'm talking about Kunde here. He's expensive. He's not Premier League proven. He's not the tallest. He's maybe agile for a defender. Sure, I'll give him that. So he could work in a three-back. 
but also maybe not. And as you said, um, Aiden, that we lost two of the best potential and the best uh, centre-backs. Ingehi and even Fikayo Tomori. Even someone like Tarek Lamptey, okay, we have Rhys James, but we don't have a backup. Aspi is too old right now. We could have kept Tarek Lamptey, and he's really fast. Okay, he's very short, but that's the point. He can get past defenders and whatnot. He can unlock those um, defenses that sit deep, come to the bridge and sit there. I'm talking about the likes of Norwich, Watford, and you know the lower teams, the, the, the bottom half of the table. We, we needed someone like him, in my opinion. But then we sold them for like three, four million. That's ridiculous. Same with Liveramento, by the way. Exactly. Same, same position. And it comes back, it comes back to Marina. comes back yeah, to Marina. Exactly. And, and, it's, and it's the... Like, Cobham shouldn't be used to make money. It should be used to make talent and we're selling all the talent it's producing it's weird yeah i think a dreadful decision considering you know we were going into the season with rodiger having just one year left caesar having one year left and tiago Silva is getting older why would you let two of your youngsters leave it makes no sense and now we're gonna like you said we're gonna be going to sign you know, speculation says we're going to sign um, Kunde. So what's the guarantee Kunde is going to come in and be that, you know, world-class defender we're looking exactly. for? Exactly. So, like, it just didn't make any sense, you know, regardless of um, we changing ownership. You know, if Roman was still there, he will have made, for, have made a full of Chelsea Football Club. You let go of two of your youngsters and you go buy a Kunde, who's pretty much similar age with, you know, Fikayo and um, Magei. It makes sense. Yeah. Marina needs to, you know, we give, like you said, give a lot of credit, but shambolic decision making. And a couple of other players we didn't even mention, you know, Baba Raman, Emerson, you know, dreadful signing. Yeah. I think Emerson could be useful next season if we bring him back. I think he, I, I think he, he hasn't had the greatest season in France, but I think, you know, he's not a bad player. Um, I think he has a lot of qualities. I, I think he can play wing back and left back, if I'm not wrong. Um, but yeah, I think you know he's not the best backup option in the world, but it would save us a bit of money. With Emerson, I think you know I get where you're coming from, but I think we we'll, we need to let him go. He's been in our club for at least three seasons, yeah. And when given the chance, he never takes it. And you know, let him go. You know, let's start on a clean slate. You know, we keep saying, oh, he's gonna come be a good backup. He's been in that club. He has shown. We've seen what he's got. He's not good defending. You know, he's, he's okay attacking, but defending is terrible. You know, uh, I do remember on the Lampard. You know, he was ahead of Alonso for a while, and um, no, I it's. I think it's best we sell him and look for some alternative. You know, let I think him go. he was a was he a Sari signing? Emerson came from uh, Syria, didn't he? Probably he came from Roma. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. The problem we have is we've still got players from like totally different kind of eras of Chelsea. I'm not saying eras as in like decades ago, but do you know what I mean? Like every manager's got their system and their signings. Like we're living off like you know what I mean? Like in our in our reserves and in our as backup, we've got like players Sarri signed. Like what? Yeah. Just weird. We've got yeah. Thomas Tuchel. Let him I know we've obviously had the sanctions, but I think it's so sad that these young players like Livramento, like Tarek Lamptey, like Gerhi, like Fakaya Tomori, they, regardless of how well Reese James, Mount and etc. are doing, they still don't see a path to the first team. And that's created from board level 
and from kind of the communications from like Marina, etc. It's just sad because they're going to go and be ballers and Tarek Lamptey's been unreal when he's been fit. He's just, geezer's like the quickest bloke in the Premier League, but Obviously, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad the way that Cobham's being used to make money. I understand it from a business perspective, right? And ultimately a football club is a business and it, that's the way it is these days. But you've got to have a balance. True, true. Guys, you really made awesome points. Uh, well said, uh, both Aiden and Odu. But right now, we finally reach actually the last uh, section of this podcast. It's quite a long one. But unfortunately, uh, of course, Tommy is still having um, internet issues. And seems like Tori and even Lydia, if one of our audiences noticed, they're quiet because they're gone. They had issues and whatnot. But not to say that we cannot have fun, the three of us. So let's just say uh, there's a quiz game. So you guys uh, have to pick a number between 0 and 20. And uh, I'm going to ask a question and you have to answer it. We'll ask just a few questions and round up the episode. Yeah, man. Let's do it. I'm interested to see if I've retained some knowledge from this season. <laughs> okay. We can do like five or six rounds, guys. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so who wants to start first, Olu or Aiden? Go on, Olu. You've made the best points in the podcast. I think you deserve to go first. Okay, I'll go 20. Let's see. <laughs> okay, so question number 20 is, uh, Chelsea signed Marcos Bettinelli from, and how many games did he play this season? From correct, uh, I think from Fulham. Not sure. I think he played just one game from correct about that. Correct. It was against uh, Chesterfield. Yeah, and he did concede as well. I think he considered he one did goal. concede one goal exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. spot on. Well done. <laughs> That's a nice start. <laughs> Damn, I got a lot to live up to. Right? I would have got. I would have got the. I would have got the one game right, but. But because I'm quite sure it was actually Fulham. I, I'm. I'm almost sure. I remember him in a Fulham shirt. Actually, that's why. It, he might have been on loan at Fulham. Actually, he might have been on loan at Fulham from Middlesbrough. Potentially, let me see. Because, like, technically, when we got him, he was last at Fulham. This is why I said Fulham. But I'm not sure if, uh, as you said, um, Aiden. Okay, yeah, I see that, yeah. So he was yeah. all alone. Oh, okay. Apologies, then. So technically, yeah, correct. Yeah, agreed. We're going to find, uh, I mean, sorry, we're going to consider it as correct because technically it's not wrong, you know, yeah. from Fulham. Yeah. I'd say you're right. I'd say you're Middlesbrough right. is just this lone season. <laughs> I don't think we dealt with Middlesbrough. We dealt with Fulham. So yeah, no yeah. Middlesbrough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good point, guys. So your turn, um, Aiden. Pick a number between okay. zero and twenty. I'm going to go one because I think that's going to be the question that Tommy thought of first. So it might be okay. a fresher in his mind. The Bettinelli one was hard, and it was number twenty. So I'm going to go one. All right. Fair point. <laughs> Well, uh, the question is, who scored their first uh, UCL goal this season? Trevor Chalabar. I like that confidence, Aiden. And your answer is correct. Well done. Let's go. Two for two, Ollie. Two for two, Ollie. We've got to keep this up, man. Nice. You guys are on fire. <laughs> okay, then, um, Olu, another one. Your number is? Oh, let's see. Um... Okay, um, I'll say 11. <laughs> All right. Well, um, how many games did we play this season? Oh, that's a tough one. 
I guess that's Collins. <laughs> of course, including <laughs> including Champions League, uh, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, everything. Obviously, not only talking about the Premier League, because that would have been a straightforward answer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, could be maybe 60-something. I know because I'm, I'm including um, World Club Championship, um, you know, five, you know yeah, maybe sixty something, sixty two, sixty three. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's it's either sixty three or sixty four, but yeah, you're you're spot on. You you're allowed the plus one minus one. But yeah, well done. Wow, yeah, on yeah. fire, Olu. <laughs> well done, honestly. <laughs> okay, what about you, Aiden? Your turn right now. I'm gonna go with question two, please. Oh, you're really consistent, aren't you? One, two, yeah, and what? Next is three. <laughs> Next is okay. going to be three, unless Ollie fix it, yeah. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. So, number two is, what was our first preseason game this season? Oh. That's a tough one. Uh, uh, hang on, let me think. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Do I give you a hint? No, nah, it's all right. It's all right. Let okay, me see okay. if I can get it. Let me see if I can get it. Pre-season game, yeah? Not Premier League game, sorry. Yeah, pre-season. Okay, okay. Uh, damn. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say... Was it Was it Middlesbrough? No, but close. Damn. It's also another one that's basically red and black. Damn. I thought it was Middlesbrough. Uh, no, it starts know. with a B? <laughs> Uh, Nathan Ake used to play there. Oh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that's that's fine, man. You get the next one. It's all right. It's a tough one, to be honest. I had to look up the answer, to be honest. I didn't even know myself. So I thought it was I thought it was Middlesbrough for some reason, but yeah, no worries. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay, Olu, your turn right now. Hey, my turn. I see. I'll say nine. Nine, okay. That's a nice number. Not Lukaku, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who made the most appearances for us this season? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tough one again. Yeah, I know. Okay, uh, let's try to be logical, yeah. I, I do know. I, I know, I, I, it has to be a defender. It has to be a defender. Correct. <laughs> but which which one? Can be the left back. Can be the right back. Do I give you a hint? One last hint. I, I'll, I'll, okay, you know what? Because of Thiago Silva's age, I, I want to believe he had some couple of rest. I'll go Rudiger. Spot on. Spot Damn. on. The, the other player was Mason Mount. It's really close, but it's actually oh, wow. Rudiger. Okay. <laughs> wow. You're 3-0, three, three isn't it, Olu? Whoa. <laughs> for three yeah i just try to use my logic there yeah because i know really got really played a lot of games yeah uh, yeah right. which really shows like a, an amazing signing that we we lost to madrid unfortunately yeah, that's what i'm saying you know we're gonna feel the impact of his loss exactly that, it was a leader it was a rock yeah okay well aiden your turn again yeah i'm gonna go three okay well um how many points did we get in the ucl group stage Okay, two seconds. Let me just try and work this out logically. Okay. I'm going to say we got... Did we get nine? It's, it's definitely more than ten. Eleven. Eleven, then. Your final answer? Yeah, final answer is eleven. 
All right. It was either between and, nine or eleven, and I couldn't work it out. And the answer is unfortunately not correct. <laughs> but you were close. So we got actually thirteen points. I remember we lost to Zenit, and and no, uh, actually we draw to Zenit. It was like a oh, three-three, and then we lost came to back, Juventus. Didn't we? That was a three-three. Yes. Damn! I thought we lost that game. That's why I took some points away. That's the game when Christensen got his goal. It could have been Zenit or 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 what do you call or Malmo? Oh, if I'm Christensen not was dreadful against Zenit. Oh, then it was Malmo then when he got his first goal. I mean, unrelated, but you know, at Stamford Bridge. Exactly. Okay. Well, unfortunately, Aiden got just one correct and two incorrect technically. But hey, it's uh, Aiden is one and two, and Olu you're three nil. Uh, amazing. I don't know how Aiden can catch you up. You need to mess up those two upcoming questions. Oh, let's see what happens. So, so what's your number? I think I was trying to go eight before. Let's stick okay. with that. Ross Barkley it is. Well, ex-Ross Barkley, I guess. I like to link the numbers to our uh, you know, player shirts, if you didn't notice. Oh, but, Lampard, yeah? Yeah, Lampard. If you want to go back... The, the line? Sure, Lampard it is. Okay, so who scored the fastest goal for us this season? Oh, that's easy. I just said that previously. That's the same match against, uh, what's his name? Was it Zenit? Uh, Timo Werner, right? Yeah, it was against Zenit. Spot yeah, on. it was 3-3. That was the same match we considered the last minute as well. Yeah. You know, it was a terrible match. I do remember the match. Um, exactly. Bruce James played in midfield as well. Um, yeah. I think Timo Werner scored, I think it was two goals, if I'm correct. Scored one fast goal. Yeah, I give it to Timo I think Werner. so. I think yeah. so. Damn, this man's knowledge is impeccable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Come on. I'm... 4 0, man. You're <laughs> going to be crowned the champion. But hey, let's just continue for just one more question. It will not hurt anyone. So, Aiden, well, two questions for you, Aiden. Yeah. Can it be consistent and go four? Four. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, how many different scorers did we have this season? Okay, I'm just trying to do a bit of uh, thinking in my head. All right. It's a tough one. So obviously we don't have a consistent scorer. Yeah. So this, this would make it difficult. And just to, to give you a hint, it's definitely above 11. So minus okay. 20. <laughs> of course, including the bench, the, the academy players and whatnot. Yeah, I'm going to go... We used quite a few different players this season, I think. We, we had a lot of variation up front, in the middle... I'm going to go 18. Final answer? Yeah, final answer, 18. Bit of a guess, but I've tried to narrow it down a little bit. It's actually 21. Damn. <laughs> but hey, close enough. 18, 21, it's not, it's not bad. But you're choosing the, the most difficult ones. Maybe you should mix up, yeah, mix up the numbers. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So you're one and three, but hey. It's fine. The final uh, two questions, one for Olu and the last one, I'll come back to you, Aiden, after this. So, Olu, pick your final number, please. Okay. Okay, can I do five? Yeah, sure, sure. Five. Okay, so number five is who and who did not score a goal this season, excluding goalkeepers? Uh, okay, excluding goalkeepers. Wow. That's a tough one as well. I it know Saul scored one goal, so definitely on him. Loftus Chick, yes, it's scored. <laughs> That's a tough one. Like, you mean in the first team, or what is it? 
Yeah, I mean, in the first team, so I'm not counting the academy players. Oh, okay, excluding the goalkeepers, okay. Oh. To make it simpler... Um, I think Caesar Scott, yeah, sure. Um, he came uh, in January. He was with a different team. He came in January. Yeah. Wow. Do I say his nationality? That would make it easier, but... Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Man, it's a very tough question, that's why. <laughs> what is nationality? I'm going to get that, definitely. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you the nationality then. Ah, That's all on. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> nah, because it would be very easy, man. I got it. I got it. Let me think. Give me just one, two minutes. It's okay. You got two, two, two chances, man. It's fine. Okay. Uh, That's just for last season, if I'm correct, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's the last question, anyways. Even if you got it wrong, Olu, don't worry. You're in the lead. Yeah, I'm just trying to test my you know. my knowledge. You know. Okay. Fair oh, enough. Fair enough. I'm just trying to see you. Oh, Kennedy, come on. Okay, correct. Yeah. Um, Spot on. <laughs> Spot on, I know, yeah. Oh, that's who? No, because you, your question is like who and who. Oh, come on. I don't know, just Kennedy. <laughs> I, 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 think I, could, I think I could guess. Okay, give me some tips, please. Let, let me get a point back. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm a, oh, watch me get this wrong now. I'm going to say uh, Malang Sar. Oh, that's true, Malan Sar. Yeah. <laughs> <Kitten. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, guys, there's going to be like uh, two bonus questions. Whoever uh, answers this uh, question correctly is going to be crowned the champion of the quiz. How does that sound? <laughs> Get some redemption. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some remontada, as they say in Spanish, right? That's it. Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, Aiden first, since you're the underdog here. So what do you want, the 21 or the 22nd question? Should we do like a quick fire? Who could get it first? Okay, go on then. Okay, so guys, I'm going to ask you 21, 22. So like two questions, and then whoever says me first gets to answer. And if, yeah. you, get, if you got it right, then you're the champion of the quiz. How does that sound, Aiden and Olu? Sounds good. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. As soon as I say go, you can say me so I can pick you. Okay. All right. So, first question is, how many times did Chelsea Football Club wear their third kit this season? I'm talking about the black kit, of course. The second question is, which Chelsea Football Club player made their senior debut in England before their Chelsea debut? Any season, guys. Any season. I think I can answer twenty-two. Callum, I don't know. Those are tough questions. I, I, I'm not gonna crack my brain for that. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's okay. I can answer twenty-two. I think, and I could probably take a good guess at twenty-one. So I'm gonna say me. Okay, then Aiden. I think uh, I'm gonna say the person that made his senior debut in England before playing for Chelsea is Conor Gallagher. Okay. Is is that your final answer? Yes. Yeah. And it's incorrect. Damn. <laughs> you have a chance, Olu, to to actually, you know, answer because he he couldn't answer this question. I don't know. To be honest, if I have someone, I mean, it's surely someone. Maybe Callum. I'm not sure. It's actually uh, Callum Hudson Odoi under Sari, the the Sari season. Yeah, I got it. I was just trying to guess. 
Damn. Well, you said you don't know, man. He did say Callum. Yeah, I called his name. I'm like, I don't know. But like, what I mean by I don't know, I wasn't sure. But I called his name at least. <laughs> okay, well, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to give you half point for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, Odoi. I'm like, Callum Monson. I said Odoi, but I wasn't too sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, the black, it, it's a low number, guys, just to make it clear. It's a low number? Small number, yeah. I'd say I'd say I could take a good guess. I think odd number, even number. That would make it easier. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three. Okay, you say three. Olu, what about you? I'll say two or oh, one, two. Okay, Olu, correct. It's two times. Oh, really? <laughs> oh come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, it's the Zenith and Burning yeah. game. So wow. On that note, on that note, I need to go and eat dinner. And uh, I need to go eat dinner and redeem myself. It's all right. It's all right. I'll be back stronger next season. All right, Aiden. Enjoy your meal. Thanks for coming to the podcast. It was loads of fun having you. And I'm just looking forward to the next one, man. Cheers, mate. Now, moving to Olu. Wow, wow. You, honestly, Olu, you're on fire. You, you, you're actually officially now the champion of the quiz. <laughs> Since, you know, you got almost every answer uh, correct, minus one, I think. That's right. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Tommy, for, I mean, having me as a guest, but then also a a co-host, I guess. And uh, (laughs) apologies, guys, for the network issues with our guests, with our hosts and everyone else. But hey, this is the last season. uh, Sorry, the last episode of the season, part two. Hopefully, there's no part three, but hey. No promises, guys, because you never know what happens, right? But yeah, honestly, once again, all our guests, thank you, especially Olu, our quiz champion. Thanks for coming, man. It's it's your debut, and you really shined, so well done, bro. Well done. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, thanks, everyone. Cheers.